0: i i talk radio, Keisha Green, that's my lady, yo. 8 10 tune in, it's the way to go. Educated author with
1: major goals. I'm becoming writers, you have the place to be. It's a boy, get mentioned, and it's all for free. Ooh, weed, and you know where it's at. With Miss Green on the right side <laughs> of chat. I write with a purpose, so everything is worth to educated platform. Something you can work with, readers. Yeah, come over here, come and get the info from some of your peers. Hold on, open mind, yeah, we got open there. Talk what you love and express what you fear. Afraid to lose, but born. Win. Hey, this T-shirt,
2: to go away, come on
1: Hello and good evening, it's Keisha Green, welcome back to the Writer's Life Chat. It's been a minute guys, but I'm back and we got a great show, my first show of the season and what better way to start it off then with best-selling author of the Dutch series, Kwame Teague. OMG, like this is major. I'm super excited, and I hope you guys are too. If you would like to call in with a question, I'm going to try to because time is limited, but please call in 319-527-6705. Again, the number is 319-527-6705. So now, in case you might have fallen under a rock for the last umpteen years but <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about Kwame Teague. He's hailing from Newark, New Jersey and he's the award-winning, winning, excuse me, critically acclaimed in essence number one best-selling author of the street classic Dutch trilogy. His other novels include The Adventures of Ghetto Sam and The Glory of My Demise and Thug Politics and with a passion for writing Kwame is hard at work on his next novels. He is not only uh, his own novelist himself, but a screenwriter, a ghostwriter, he does it all, and he is super smart when we like smart people. So yes, we will have him on the line shortly, but oh my goodness, I can't tell you how good it feels to be back um, after a very long hiatus. I have not did um, the Writers Life Chats in almost two years, so I am blessed that I'm going to sit down with Kwame Teague and talk to him and see what's going on. I know um He definitely is going to touch on Dutch and literary and everything else. Um, But like I said, we do have a little short limit for time. So if I don't get a call in, please don't take it personal. Um, Post your questions to my Facebook page, and I will try to ask them. And, you know, I'll read them live on the air if you can't get through. Also, the chat room is open, so you can post your question in the chat room, and I will I will read it there as well. I believe to be on the chat room, you do have to register, make an account on the Blog Talk radio page. So I apologize that you can't just jump on and, you know, post away. But if you are my Facebook friend, but I can go over there, post your question, and I will try to read it. And again, the number is 319-527-6705. So yes, I am super, super excited for this. But. I want you guys also to know that um, with the Writers Life Chat, it will air on Mondays at 7 p.m. Don't worry if you tune in a little bit late because the archives are always up for you to go back and listen to. So the same way that you came over to com backslash Writers Chat, you can always listen to the archives as well as check them out on iTunes and Spotify. If you would like to have sponsor a show here on the Writer's Life Chat, please hit me up because we'd love to talk to you. But, yes, I am (laughs) – this is good. I'm almost a little bit nervous, like I haven't did, you know, the Writer's Life Chats before, but this is definitely good to be back on the air. You know, I've always said that the Writers Life Chat is the right spot on radio. I love to talk to writers. I love to talk to poets, songwriters, screenwriters, anybody who has written before. So I'm definitely, if that is you, please hit me up, send me your press kit so we can work something out to have you on the show because there's always somebody else out there who is trying to get to the level you're at and, and you know, looking for, you know, to share some knowledge. So. That's what we're here for. It doesn't matter you know the level of the writing that you're in just as long as that you've written before, or if you have not written before and you're looking for direction, hey, do that <laughs> you can you know you can definitely tune in. We have a lot of fun here on the Writers' life chat, so let's make it happen. but again, um I'm going to keep shouting out the number in case people are just tuning in and want to you know give the number to call in. it is three one nine five two seven six seven zero five that is the number and like I said, you can listen to the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com, backlash writers like chat and we will be tuning you will, excuse me you'll be hearing Kwame Teed in just a minute and I think I have him and I'm going to get this show started. Let's take the call two three zero seven
2: seven six one To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this call, hang up.
1: This is real live radio, (laughs) y'all. And so now we're just waiting. Let me know when I can hear you. Okay. I think we lost them. Okay, we'll give them a minute to call back in. But, yeah, so um, Kwame is calling us in. And we are just waiting for him to call back in. I don't know why the call dropped, so let's see if we can get him back on. But, yes, the number again to call in is 319-527-6705. And so just bear with us as we take this call and um, get him back on here, because it definitely was here, but it tells me now on the switchboard that it was dropped, so call me, call back. If you want to listen, um, you know, post your questions, please do so.
2: Recorded. For customer assistance, collection, or complaint procedures, or to block future calls, dial 1-866-230-7761. To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this call, hang up. Hello? Oh, it is dropping
1: the call. I don't understand. I'm pressing five, guys. I don't know why this is happening, but let me see if he can come back on. This is really bizarre. This has happened before. But I want you guys to know that he is definitely trying to call in, and I see it. Um, It might be a technical difficulty due to the facility. They may not allow it, but I'm taking it. I'm accepting the calls. I'm definitely doing that. So, you know what, let's see if we can, um. let's see if we can bring them both on. This
2: call is from
0: Kwame T. Okay.
2: An inmate at Nash Correctional Institution. This call will be monitored and recorded. For customer assistance, collection, or complaint procedures, or to block future calls, dial 1-866-230-7761. To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this call, hang up. Thank you for using Global Tail Link. Please, Queen, I
1: tried
0: out the number straight
1: Yeah, it kept dropping. I could see you on the switchboard. I'm like, I'm pressing five. I'm like, oh, my God, but very smart for me to call me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'll just, like, merge it in. So, yes, welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this interview. How are you? How's everything? I'm good, been? I'm
0: good, Ma. You know, whenever you call, I'm going to come, so I appreciate it as well.
1: Awesome. Okay, so I know time is limited, so... I want you, we're going to jam as much as we can in right now, but for the people who are, like, under a rock, tell them, who are you? (laughs) Who's been under a rock for, like, the umpteen years? Well, I'm Kwame
0: Teague, (laughs) a.k.a. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm still here, still doing my thing. I'm Kwame Teague, a.k.a. Dutch, the author of the Dutch trilogy, the dynasty trilogy, about the law, dog politics, except a couple of other joints. And you know, I mean, I'm still doing my thing. He's still kicking the pin hot.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome! What are you working on right now that we we can um be on the lookout for?
0: Well, basically, right now, I mean, my my whole focus now these nowadays really is really these movie scripts because okay. the game has to elevate. I think we really got to level up, and and that's the natural progression for the book game is the movie game. And so, really, I've really been focused on that the last couple of years. I mean, it's a lot harder, you know, because it's easy to write a book and then publish it and then it's there. But with a movie, there's so many moving pieces. So, it's not as easy to break into the industry, but once you're there, you know, you, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's going down. My partner, mm-hmm. um, Queenie, you know, she has a, yeah, I got a partner down in Atlanta that's like little sis. She has a couple of joints online right now. One is called Things Fall Together. And the other one is called Situationships. And Man. so she had, you know, little sources on YouTube, which is basically, you know, just really trying to stimulate the market and let them know that we're
1: coming. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. So now how long have you been yourself really focusing on the, um, the screenwriting?
0: Well, for me, it's always like, I, you know, I've always said, like that was the first thing that I learned how to write. My sister okay. taught me how to write when I was 12 years old. And, she, and the first thing I came across was, that's what really interested me because I liked the way it looked, the, the the streamlined, you know, look on the paper. And so mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what's this? And she's like, that's a movie. And I was like, that's what they make movies from? Like, you know, at that age, I had no idea that there was a piece of paper that, you know, my favorite movies was written down on. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, that's a script. And so I fell in love with it right then. And so that's what I used to always write. And that's how I learned how to write. So that's always been my focus. But ever since the the industry really started to take off that's when i really kind of you know just said yo this next move is because every time i write i wrote with a movie in mind so that's why a lot of times when you read my stuff is because it's so that's why it's so visual because i'm already thinking about
1: the movie when i was writing Mm, okay very good very good all right so now tell me about this dutch movie
0: Well, the Dutch movie right now is being done by Manny Haley. He's the producer. And, you know, Manny Haley just did True to the Game about two years ago. He's also doing True to the Game, too. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Dutch, the Dutch movie should drop around July. That's when it should come out. So everybody be on the lookout for that. And, and Lance Gross is playing Dutch, which I think is a good look. Um, okay. He has the look, and at the same time, a lot of people know his name. His name recognition involved. So, and, and again, this is like his first starring role. Like every other movie he's ever been in. Usually, he's like, you know, he's like second fiddle. So, this is the first time when he's really going to have the camera the spotlight right on him. And I'm hoping nice. he comes through and shine. I'm hoping to not only make Dutch a bigger movie, but it helps make him a bigger star.
1: Awesome. I do. I love that about you. That it's not about you and the spotlight being on you. You're always willing to lend a helping hand and bring everybody up. And that's not that you know, common, especially in this industry with that crab in the barrel mentality. How do you feel? do
0: the opposite, knowing that everybody else is out for self? Well, I mean, for me, I was I was just raised like that. You know, I was raised Muslim, and and I was raised with an Afrocentric mentality. You know, my people was always, you know, they, was, they were time, you know, of course, you know, when you're little and stuff, you're going to get in the fights. But my father and, and my uncle, God bless the dead on both, they were always in were sad, even after a fight, like, this is your brother, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, skin get broken and, and, and feelings get hurt, but at the end of the day, this is your brother. And I grew up with that mentality, and I'm going to have it to the day I die. And, and sometimes you got to love people in spite of themselves. I'm not saying on some godly shit or you got to be Martin Luther King, but you simply have to understand that, yo, we we family regardless. Even if we don't come from the same mother, we ain't came the same father, we came from the same rhythm, we come from the same tribe, and therefore I'm tied to you forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's, it, it's really been about... Bringing the industry together or trying to you know we've been talking about that for years, and you know I've been just trying to emphasize to people like, listen, I mean we've been in this game it's been what twenty years i mean mm. at, at least right and pretty for the, for the, for the most part we're still in the same place where we started i mean it was our industry from the beginning I mean we're selling millions of books right yeah. we've got- the, we got people talking about us i mean michael ever uh, michael uh Jerome Dickey, he has been our style to, to, to go off and start doing the, the the Gideon series and all of that type of stuff. People started to get more grittier with their writing style. When we came out, everybody was you new. Know, because remember back then it was like, you know, urban, nah, we don't, we don't deal with urban. But all of a sudden everybody want to write gritty. You know what I mean? And then we changed the game. And then here comes Empire. And here comes our, our Star. Here comes Power. I mean, here come all these TV shows that would have never existed if it wasn't for our industry. And we still in the same place. It's not their fault that they seen the game and took it and ran. What it is our fault we didn't run one when we had it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Like coming together at that time was where we should have been. You know what I mean? Like you got that Jaquavis J- J- and Ashley's that they was beautiful when it came to their writing style and their ability to promote. Like I love that brother that, that that combination. But at the right. end of the day, all of us should have came together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The opportunity hasn't left. It's still on the okay. table, but the, the window was suddenly closed. You know what I mean? And wow. so my mindset has always been about, you know, like if, if, if we right now, let's just say everybody in the game, like everybody with a name, everybody that's been down, and we pool our audience right now, all of our followers, and we had just one channel, right, where we just send everybody to, not just YouTube. We ain't going to create a YouTube channel. We create urbanreaders.com or whatever we're going to use, right? Mm-hmm. And so everybody pools their audience and says, let's put that content in one place, right? You know how right. much power we going to have? We're going to have over $1 views right in and there. We automatically going to get advertising dollars. I'm talking about in the first three weeks, we're going to get advertising dollars. We're going to be bringing in 10000 $10, a week. Now, of course, everybody's like, well, how much I'm going to get? How much? It doesn't matter. Even if I'm in that pool, you can have every dime we're going to get off of it because we have to build it first. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, When you rob a bank, you don't go in and, and I grab fifteen dollars you grab fifteen, dollars We grab all the money at the same time. And then when we get somewhere else, after the robbery, after we get away with it, then we split it up. First, we got to rob the banks. Don't worry about splitting it up yet. You know what I mean? I mean, so the power is, is in coming together as one. You know what I mean? It's the same thing if we was to come together and, and, and rough off Hollywood. Like, if we all came together at one time and went to these agencies in Hollywood and showed, we sold millions of books. we the reason Empire exists. we the reason why these individuals exist now. We're out there. You think they're going to tell us no? They can't.
2: Well, they can't yeah, tell us
0: no. So, you know what I mean? Like the opportunity is there. We just so worried about how much we gonna get for it, And as a people, we've done this time and time again. I mean, look back at hip hop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we did we lost control of hip hop when we shouldn't. You know what I mean? And so, at the end of the day, we're in the same position right now. But if if, if, if we if we wise enough right away, I think we can still make a move.
1: Okay, and I think uh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, it could happen if everyone would walk through the door with an unselfish heart and not thinking about themselves, that, you know, this is a bigger – look at the bigger picture oh. that we have so much power. I mean, everything is based upon mm-hmm. what we're doing. They follow suit, so if we're in right. a, you know, a position to change it, why not change it? Because you can't, you can't tell me that people are comfortable how right. they are right now. Like you, you're not comfortable, so why not do something about it? And I think that's also has to do with fear as well. That's definitely too. So that that I, really I
0: agree, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, now when you talk about when you, I mean, even if you let's say you come to the situation with a greedy heart, let's just say you lost a mind, mind, mind type shit. I mm-hmm. don't mind it. I don't, I don't, I don't deny that. Like I'm saying, like back in the day, remember the movie Wall Street, uh, Golden mm-hmm. Gecko? Greed is good. Like, he mm-hmm. had a whole philosophy for that, and it worked without a shadow of a doubt. And the reason why I say that is because after World War II, the, world, the, the European companies got together and did what? They created the United Nations. They didn't create the United Nations to unite the nations. They created the United Nations so they could take over the world. But they right. made it seem like it's a kumbaya, everybody holding hands. No, they created a, a, a security council of the major cities, of major countries, and they put everybody else under their thumb. If you didn't have big guns, if you didn't have a nuclear weapon, then boom, you get to the back of the line, and we're going to rough you off. That's what mm-hmm. the UN did. That's what they came together. Did. And they didn't like one another. Russia didn't like America. America didn't like China. China didn't like France. But they all came to the table at the same time to split up the world. Now, my point in saying that is, even if you've got a greedy mentality, even if it's about you, the only way you want to get yours is by going through the whole party, through the whole people. Because right. they're not going to let black people into the room until we realize they're going to keep breaking us off a little bit at a time, a, a, time, a token here, a token there. They've been mm-hmm. doing this at the beginning of the time. You think they're going they to stop? They see that
1: we, they see so that until we, we can take those crumbs. Right. They see that we can take those crumbs. We'll take Say that again. Different. They see that we will accept those crumbs. And so they give it to us. We're not asking for nothing else. Right.
0: We want the crumbs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's crazy, like we were just talking about we were laughing about the coronavirus. Not to not to make fun of it or anything, but we were saying right. that, you know, no no black people we has come forward that they got the coronavirus. Right? But we were laughing, <laughs> saying that some black person somewhere gonna say, Uh uh, uh, I got it too. I got it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm 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 just as white as they is. I got the coronavirus. Like right,
2: like right, really right. you wanna be the
0: first black man with the coronavirus too. Oh, you know mean, what I mean? Everybody right. wanna be the first black, like no. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just that be crazy be the it's just the one. mentality that we have. We need. Exactly. <laughs> we need exactly. Like we need, we need that, that exactly. validation, and we don't yeah. need that validation. Not at
1: all. Exactly. At we all. don't. We don't. Like we run. make the world.
0: We <laughs> shape the world. <laughs> it, that, exactly. They want to look like us. They want the. They want the shape that our women got. They want the swag that our men got. They want the rhythm that our people got. And they can't find it. They, everything is about it. The, the movies, the swag, the fashion the everything we 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 shape that and we can't we keep losing the fact that we, we move this world man. It moves to our rhythm but the whole time we try to chase them. So my question is at what point are we gonna realize who we are? And again, we ain't gotta wait for everybody because everybody's not gonna wise enough. It's just simply the guards and the guardless has got to come together and decide we're gonna move the needle first. That's clearly a point blank. True
1: sure, indeed. True sure, indeed. That is that is it. That is definitely you know it. What I mean? Wow, look at you, sharp as a tack there. like So now, seeing all of this happen and, like, looking at it, and you know what could do, what could happen to, you know, possibly change this, what does it, does it furiate you, you know? Does it upset you, or are you more so just, like, disappointed? Or are you angered by it? Not. Nah, one, one thing about me is,
0: Especially being, you know, I've been in here over 25 years, and one thing that you have to realize is disappointment and frustration are is, is misplaced energies. That if you let it, if you allow it, it'll eat you alive. But okay. if you are able to control it, if you're able to harness it, then it'll drive you forward. Like that's the thing about emotions. You should always have to, You should always harness them to the best of your ability. And if you harness them, then they always want to push you to your goal. So, nah, it's really for me. The way I look at it is okay. Well, if if everybody won't listen, then who will? Who can we get together in the same room and say, okay, this is what I'm bringing to the table. This is what I'm bringing to the table. And we all do that as one. It doesn't have to be a lot of people. We don't have to. It doesn't really take a lot. And at the same time, what am I doing specifically on a continuous basis? Not just talking about the problem, or talk even not even just talking about the solution, but adopting the solution on a daily basis in my own life, moving forward, trying to make things happen. So. When this dust joint come out and we, you know, start to open up doors, and I'm going to use this notoriety, I'm going to use this, this, this newfound fame again to push the needle even further, to open up doors, to reach out overseas, to reach and say, look, this is what's going on. This is who we are. You see this movie right here? This is what could be happening right now. Let's make this happen. Let's make that happen. And so we have to use our energies continuously because if you
2: have 60 seconds remaining,
0: always tell people that if you're, because you have a vision, Everybody doesn't see it. Because if everybody saw it, then it would just be a view. And mm. so you have to turn your vision into a view. And the only way you do is that is actualizing your vision. Once it's actualized, then when people can see it, then they'll come. But you can't that's keep being right. mad because people don't see your vision. Because you can't, you know what I mean? It's your vision. So that's the True. case. And, and I understand that. So i got to actualize this. You know what I mean? And that's the
2: you have 30 seconds in your I'll
0: have to call right back. Okay, Thank you.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. So we gotta keep that same energy. He's gonna call back in, but whoo <laughs> I'm like, whoa, like listening to him. He is so on point and he's so, so right. It's so right. So I'm definitely, um I'm like engrossed here. Are y'all? Um, if you're not listening to this, whoo, I guess you do so now call in. Oh, my goodness. Call in, definitely, because this, um, <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good one.
0: Good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> We're back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we are back. Oh, oh my yeah, goodness. Woo, so... that was a mouthful right there, Kwame. Like, whoa. Like, oh, my goodness. They weren't ready for that. So now, I don't know, do you <laughs> want to keep going even harder? Like
0: <laughs> I mean, like like I said, the main thing is we here now. You know what I mean? Like we had now the opportunity to to move the needle forward is, is before us and so now the question is, what are we gonna do with it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we've got the power, we realize we have the power, we realize that we have energy, like the internet is so powerful for especially for our people because at the end of the day, thirty years ago, you know, we didn't have the ability to reach the, the whole world at one time. You know right. what I mean? And and, and now we do. And so now that we do, what are we doing with it? All we doing is, you know, twerking on the video and then dudes talking about they got guns that they only pull out on videos like the babysitting. And that's how we're using it. But how do, how do we capitalize on it? You know what I mean? Like how do we create and make these billion-dollar companies, man, like these these billion-dollar businesses? You know, like Rihanna said, I mean, I respect what the sister said. Yo, the guardraps came through and said, you know, basically, yo, these, these white people want to deal with you. And tell them when it's time when, when, when the car's on the table, pull up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if if you ain't going to be there when the time is right, then we ain't fucking with you. And she right. Go. Like, I, I respect the whole audience. For, and that's how we all got to carry it. If we wow. have a name for ourselves in any kind of shape or form, and these individuals want to deal with our brand, then that brand got to be held accountable. They got to come through. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can, you take a magazine or, or a TV station like BT, even though BT is really owned by white people, but mm-hmm. if we took BET and said, okay, um, any video, I mean, any advertisement that we're going to show, this brand, this company has to have some kind of connection to the black community. Y'all got to be giving out some kind of scholarships, some kind of internships, some kind of right. funds, something And if you're not going to do that, then we're not going to show your commercials now. What's that going to do? That's going to make more people advertise with you because they're going to want to run down and say, yeah, 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 yeah we support the black women, so they're going yep. to do it. And anybody, if one does it, then they all got to do it, because can't nobody say, I'm not going to do it. Once you set a standard, it's enforced. There there that's go. It. I mean, it's not hard to this game, man. It's just simply that we let the game out thinkers. That's it.
1: Oh. oh my goodness. Okay, I think you're telling, telling too many secrets now, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> mouth, I mean, but that's what it's for. Like, I mean, but you it, when you drop jewels, you give them for for everybody to choose because yes, you already right. got the you got the road match yourself. You know what I mean? You sit back true. and we just sit back. But, you know what I mean? Like, so you give them what they need, and then once they got that, then we build on it from there. So, but we gotta open the doors, and until we do, we gonna keep going in circles. You know, like like so, like I tell you, it's, it's a lot of younger. A lot of younger writers, man, that I really find, you know, that's uh, Natasha Rainer. is very good. She's, she's a very good writer. Young girl. She's coming up. Um
2: okay. There's
0: a, a young girl. Since I just met, I just got a book. It's called Flight, and it's wonderful. Tamara, I can't remember my last name. I apologize if I, for that, but her book is Flight. Beautiful book, and it's, it's more... It has more a supernatural feel to it, you know. It has, you know, so it almost a Harry Potter black woman, black girl kind of Harry Potter type of feel to it. Oh,
1: nice. We need
0: that. Yeah, yeah, expanding out, man. Like, you know, out in out in Oakland. Like, listen, anybody who's, you know, when it comes down to black thought and black blackness and togetherness, listen, you need to go on vacation to Oakland. 'Cause out there mm-hmm. in the day, like, it's so much black love out there for real. Like I'm I'm really ready to say that Oakland is probably the blackest city in America. You know yeah. what I mean? And they have so much love. Yeah, my like I'm telling you, like they have so many programs. They got the Black Film Festival out there, which you know they they're not right. alone. they're not alone in doing that. But they have so many programs, so many and again we gotta remember this is the home of the black Panthers. so that legacy mm-hmm. has to continued to, to to grow and act, the activism out there is just off the chain. So I say that to say they have a, a, a black science fiction uh, union out there, or, you know, a creative workshop out there. So, they, you know, they're changing the game. It, 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 and, you know, we just got to really tap into what's going on around the country, man, and just support it.
1: Nice. Wow. That is just like, it's very interesting that you said that. Like they, they're supportive, they're embracing, and that's one city. Just imagine if we could get – Fifty cities, twenty cities, more cities
0: right, to be right. to do it. You know, it would definitely. We can. Um, it's not, it's just, we can. All we all we got to do is put together a conference call with one qualified person, one woke, how they say, one woke person from each city, and we all get on the phone and we decide who else is woke in our network that would be willing to be a part of this conversation. And before you know, you got a conference call that's too big for the conference. You see sure what I'm saying? Because why? You see what I'm saying? Like, I do. that's it. You know what I mean? We it. just walk the nation. I mean, in one week, we got united and we done created a nation. Like, I'm telling brothers in here, like, we're not, we not just prisoners. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's 2 million people that's locked up. That's bigger than some countries. If all of us only got $10 in one year, we still control $20 million in the economy. If we got $100, we control $200 million. We close to half a billion dollars we control the economy from in prison. If wow. all of us have at least three registered voters in our family, at least three. That's sixty million votes we control. And then on top of that, many of us are the OGs and the gangsters and the and the and the thought leaders and influential individuals who that if we speak, many of our communities gonna listen, so we also got influence. So that's not that's those not prisoners. That's that's the wrong word, that's a nation. And when oh, we act okay. like it then we want to it. it's over. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 right there, we letting the game our thinkers. That's all it
1: come down to. Wow. The game. I'm listening to, I'm replaying what you just said the power in the numbers, and that's just on, on people that are incarcerated. Like, oh my God. Like, right. that's a lot of exactly. money, that's a lot of power, and that's a lot, of a lot of influence. Exactly. Like, oh, 500, oh, 500, oh, 500 oh, million dollars. You, uh, you know what I mean? It's the thing about the people
0: we connected to we connected to single mothers and the unemployed and those dealing with mental health issues and those dealing with homelessness and those dealing with domestic violence and those dealing with substance abuse. So we're talking about, you see what I'm saying? So, we it's it's always about setting the tone and then enforcing it. It's simple as that. And all it takes is is one person from from every city getting together and deciding to organize a city on a nationwide basis. We just got to look the world... The biggest thing is the world is not bigger than us. And as black people, we've always felt like it is. The world is not bigger than us. And when we look the world in the eye, then it's going to respect us. It's going to blink first, I guarantee you.
1: Okay, so, like, let me just, um, because just the fact that all of these jewels that you're dropping and you have a powerful voice, so I know inside you're just as powerful. So let's talk a little bit about humanism and being recognized as a faith group. Like, what led you to that? To that decision and so you know, that be your latest fight and, you know, what you wanted to do?
0: Well, the main thing we, I, I chose humanism was because it's, it's a space that, it, that does not adhere to one faith group, right? It can be used by any faith group or a person who has no faith. So, it's a space where everybody can come together, and it's not about I'm Muslim, I'm Christian, I'm Jew, I'm Rasa. It's about coming together to solve a common problem and have a conversation based on our ability to to, to pool our resources. And so, when I first went to the administration, they said, Okay, boom, you know, this is what I am, this is what I want to do. They said, We don't recognize that. We don't know what that is. That's atheism, da da da. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we had to force our way in. And so, once we got it established, I got with Dana, the rapper Dana Dane and they Renee, and we all got together, and we started Hip Hop Humanism, which is basically about the art of being human, using art and culture to pass on the, the, the tools and the resources for us to, to, to identify with one another. Because through music, through art, just how many times have, I mean, think about it, how much hate is really directed through true art? Most of the time you're going to find understanding and love Being communicated through art. And so if we Mm -hmm. use music, if we use the universal language of music, then we can automatically connect with one another. You know what I mean? When we sing these songs, people feel that. Like it doesn't matter if you don't know the words, if you don't know the language. But when you hear somebody singing from the heart, from the soul about something, you can identify and latch on to that. And now you can feel their change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. what they, they feel their joy through the way they communicate it. And, and and that's what we need in order to become one. We ain't going to be able to philosophize or intellectualize our problems to one another. Like white people are going to say, well, you ain't supposed to be slaves, and the Chinese are going to say we were slaves too, and this person is going to say, well, I got a scar here, and I'm going to say, well, I got shot here. We can't compare pain, but so when we sit down and start singing about it and, 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 and Acting it out, then we can say, My God, I know what you get. Not, I know what you feel. It doesn't matter what you went through to get that feeling. I know what that feeling is about. And so now we can identify one another. We don't need no words. We just need the rhythm. And so that's where hip hop humanism really comes in. And that's the extension of what we're doing in here in order to connect that. We also uh, create, I, mean, I also teach a creative writing class to, to try to help others find their voice in here. And so,
2: awesome. so that
0: they can tell their stories, not just on paper. <laughs> But taking control of the narrative because
2: at yeah. the end of the day
0: we be told for so long who we gonna be. Oh, you just like your father, or you ain't gonna be nothing but dead. you ain't gonna be nothing but the locked up or, and so we accept these narratives and we become that narrative and then when we get in here we nothing but a number and now we become a statistic. But if we take control of our narrative and say, Hold up, I'm not a number, I'm not a that I'm not of that. This is what I am. This is who I'm going to be. And you mm-hmm. actively engage that, then you've taken control of your narrative, whether you write a book or not. And that's what creative writing, that's what my art storytelling is about. It's, it's camouflage as a, a, a way to write a book. That's how I get guys, you get know, Yo, You want to write a book like that? You want to get this money? Come on to the class. But at the end of the day, what you walk out with is the ability to empower yourself with your life.
1: There you go. There you go. Oh, my goodness. All right. Wow. So now um, bringing us all full circle, what do you want to leave the listeners with that haven't heard from you in a while or just wondering, like, well, besides, you know, um, script and the writing, you know, doing what you're doing there, what else? What else are you doing? Um,
0: my mindset is, that's a good question. My mindset is I want to be a part of the conversation, a part of the action that really brings joy to the people. I always ask people, what would you name yourself, right? If you could name yourself, like not your parents, not your homeboy from the traits that you had in the streets, and not your girlfriend, your boyfriend that look at you and find cute name. If you could name yourself, what would that be? And it doesn't even have to be a word. It could be a moment. It could be a feeling. It could be a, this is who I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I want to be a part of that for our people because, again, we've been called by so many things, by so many people, we've never named ourselves. So who I want to be a part of the naming of ourselves. You know what I mean? I want to be there when our people realize exactly who they are. And I'm I'm good. I'm good from right there. I could go off into the sunset and you know just chill. But at that, until that, until that time happens, then I'm gonna be on the front line and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be fighting for the elements of of those who not fighting for themselves to make sure that we get acknowledged as a people. And that's okay. pretty much it. May sound simplistic, but that's who it is.
1: Okay. Wow. All right. So, Gina from Neptune wants to know when is there going to be a new book from you?
0: I, I'm okay. So I'm working. I'm, I'm for me when I do a dust joint, it has to grab me. It has to grip me. Right. It has to have to be to tell a story. And well, here lately okay. I've been like, because the Clark sisters have a song called "You Brought the Sunshine in My Life." One of
1: my favorite and, songs. Um,
0: Favorite. Oh my God, my listen, listen. Like I said, I was raised Muslim, but yo, listen. So coming up in North, real quick, long story show, coming up in North, club music rules the day. It's club music, uh, uh, first choice. Leader Holloway and Love Thing and Love is the Message and all the love. So club and and I used to have club tapes with this gospel record on it. That's how I learned about it. I didn't even know it was gospel for a long time, and it's just so meaningful. And so you know, they got a movie coming out on Lifetime, April 11th, mm-hmm. and so. You know, I was just being gripped with, a, with the, the analogy of, of spirituality and struggle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so that idea has started to, you know, inside of me take form into a novel. Right now I haven't gotten any further than that. But for me to write a book, it has to grip. Like, of course I want money. Of course I want to be successful. But at the end of the day, for me to put my name on it, for it to say Dutch, it's got to say something. It's got to exactly. take me somewhere, you know what I mean? Like with the Dutch trilogy, it was always about how, how bad do you want it? That was the whole theme of Dutch. How mm-hmm. bad do you want it? And can one man really not have a weakness? You know what I mean? And anybody read three, you know the answer. So the whole point, that was...
2: You had 60 seconds remaining.
0: With Dynasty, I was saying something with that. But let the sister know that, you know, I'm definitely going to come out with it. But to support the movie, because that's usually where my energy going to be. Yeah. And, you know, that support, support Queenie. Go check out... Uh, situationships and things fall together. Queen Doris, mm-hmm. and I mean, she's a beast. She's an up and come filmmaker. Like little sisters, she she the truth. So support her, well, thank yeah. You. Let me you're
1: support me. Thank you, Kwame. You so already know that. Thank you. We have 30
2: seconds remaining.
1: You call up a cop. You already know that. Thank you, thank huh? you, thank you. We will
0: be in you touch have. definitely. That's for sure, minda. To everybody out there, I appreciate y'all coming. y'all support. Keep me. I'm going to keep supporting y'all and, and, and trust and believe. We're going to win.
1: All right. Take it easy.
0: Peace and blessings.
1: Thank you. Same to you. Oh. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Um, this was a great interview if you missed it please go back and listen to the archives it has been nothing short of amazing nothing short of amazing so definitely um, tune in next week for the writer's life chat and as always thank you so much and that's it good night